I'm the doctor. I'm a time time. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Hesterberg. Now I see a rat, see a rat. Time and relative dimension in space. It means life. Greetings, humans, Daleks, Time Lords, and Vinvochi. You are listening to Exterminating Doctor Who on Otter Radio. This is the show to take unpopular episodes of Doctor Who and debate whether they're really all that bad. With your hosts, Aidan Gula. And me, George Ellis. And in today's episode, we are talking about David Tennant's farewell episode, The End of Time. Yeah, End of Time. Great episode. What do you think of it? You know what? I do genuinely like this one. This is why we are Oof. raising more positivity about Oof. it. If you're about to say no, I was going to get very. No, angry I do there. genuinely like it. Good. But more and more, I watch Hootubers. <sighs> that's what they call themselves. No, they. That's Doctor mm. uh, YouTubers who talk about Doctor Who. The more and more I what watch. What are we then? A who? Well, if this goes long enough, we can class ourselves as Hootubers, as this does go out on YouTube. We are Hootubers now, everybody. Okay. so <laughs> I don't want that title. The more and more I watch their videos, the more and more negativity I see about this episode. And it surprised me. So when I first it? saw it, it surprised me. I thought, I thought we all like this episode. Don't we all like David Tennant's Doctor? Well, not everybody does. A lot of people, there's a bunch, I've, seen, I've seen a bunch of people that don't. But well, I, I the, thought... <laughs> the reason they don't like him is only because people do like him. They're, it's the common, everyone likes this thing, so I'm going well, like to not like it. I find a lot of classic Who fans do not like Tennant's Doctor. But anyway, that's beside the point. Get over yourselves. Um, yeah, I just thought, well, this is just one of those iconic episodes. Regeneration episodes always are that big staple mm-hmm. Doctor Who so I thought we all love this one and then I kept seeing people going you what you don't like this one what what and then the more points I'd seen about it and then understanding the criticisms I thought ah and it's gone from like one of my it used to be my top 10 episodes possibly even top 5 it is not there anymore what did they do to you what have they, they pointed done? out the flaws. Well, everything has I like, flaws. You know, ignorance is bliss before. I was like, oh, great episode. He has regeneration. Oh. The master's in it. And he's shooting people with lasers. And then people went, yeah, he's shooting people with lasers. Yeah, I know. And it's I went, cool. And I thought, ah, yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Listen, he was given his powers through potions. So, of course, he's going to have lightning I mean, lasers. But before we get into that, I just think it's such a different regeneration episode compared to the other ones from all of Doctor Who's history. There's some similarities with Capaldi's, I guess, but I don't know what Russell D. Davis was doing, really. How very dare you? It's like he had a good idea, and then he thought, I'll write that in a week's time. And then when he came to write it, he thought, I think I remember the idea. I'll just fill it in with some other stuff. It works. And then he dragged it out across two parts, and it really didn't need to be. It did. <laughs> Listen, if it weren't a two... Right, the second part was like 70 minutes long. You couldn't have done that in one. Otherwise, it would have been an hour and a half. We'll just make it feature length. I've done that with Doctor Who before. That would have been... Yeah, Day of the Doctor, Deep Breath, Time of the Doctor. Okay, a bunch of them are all... <laughs> okay, yeah. A bunch of them are all feature length. But didn't they all come after... They're all Moffat ones. Yeah, so... Maybe at the time, they weren't allowed to do features. Because of the slots. Maybe. 
but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do like I do like it. Mm-hmm. I don't get me wrong. There are just things in it. I think, oh, come on. What did you do that for? Like, it could have been the perfect regeneration episode, and it's not because of the flaws. And that's that's okay. that's what it's done to me. It used to be my favorite regeneration episode, possibly even one of my favorite Christmas specials. And I'm just like, oh, now you've pointed out all these flaws. It's just fallen. And now there's other regeneration episodes. And like, oh, that is far better. That does the job much better than this one does. That's what that's what's happened to me. So that's why I want mm. to do... That's why... I wanted to do this on an episode because I have a troubled relationship with the end of time. <laughs> it used to be one of my favourites and is now like, meh. Well, I still love this episode because I don't go watch these Hootubers and ruin my <laughs> fun. Yeah, I love the that's, episode. That's I happens. have, it's silly, but as you said uh, either last week or the week before, how silly can Doctor Who be? This isn't, this is, isn't really as silly as it's ever been. It's quite silly. It, it's, it's gone further. So I'm I'm fine with it. I love it. I really do like this episode. And the, my God, this episode makes me cry like oh, a baby. Oh, you're absolutely right. There are some absolutely... The problem is, there's some absolutely amazing moments. So when I yes. think of the end of time, I think, oh, I think of all those moments. But then I also think of all of those moments. So <laughs> there are things in this episode that, like you said, I will genuinely weep. And obviously, I don't want to go is the obvious one. Have you seen all of the, the behind the scenes on how many different ways he did that? Yeah. That's the middle ground. There was one where it was just a normal, I don't want to go. Then there was the, I don't want to go that he did. And then there was a really kind of powerful, I don't want to go. But they decided to go with the middle ground one because they didn't want to make it too much. Yeah. It was really interesting, actually. Yeah, I've seen that. But obviously, that's the obvious one. I tell you the, but I tell you, there's actually a really specific moment, which is probably the same for you. It's when he's on his reunion tour at the end or farewell tour, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Magical mystery tour. Oh, uh, what did I... I call it... Because <laughs> he says it's he's going for his reward, so I call it his reward, you know? Well, that's more poetic. <laughs> mm. um, but the one, you know, some of them are great. Sarah Jane's one is good. Rose's is all right. Um, the one that gets me is when he sees the granddaughter of Nurse Redfern. That one breaks me. And it's the one where he just goes, was she happy? Yeah. And I'm like, Aah. And then, then she says, were you? And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> oh. That's the one that gets me. So even though, you know, I don't want to go is the obvious one, but I've seen it so many times, it's sort of, it's, it's, not, it's not so much for me now. Last 20 minutes that really got to me. Like I, I, I rewatched it yesterday for Pete's sake. But it was that whole last 20 minutes that really broke me. And that it wasn't the I don't want to go that broke me the most. It was every other little moment, you know? Yeah. Just the small things. And even the scenes for the whole two parts. The scenes, it's, right. His name's Wilfred, right? Wilfred Mott. Thank you. Because every time they say it, I go, Wilf, Wilfred. I'm like, I've never properly pinned that name down. <laughs> but I have now. How dare you? Wilfred is an icon. No, he, no what I'm going to say is he's fantastic. And any scene where it's just the two characters, Doctor and Wilfred, absolutely astounding just incredible acting from both of them and talking about speaking of acting every single performance in this entire arc these two episodes amazing besides maybe the hammy john sim what (laughs) listen look there is the master and then there is a deranged psychopath yeah, because shooting he's, he's... lasers out of his fingers right. and turning into a skeleton and eating burgers every five minutes. As you do. 
They are not the same character. They, oh, come on. They kind of are. They are not. This it's, is this is a crazy man. This is not the master. Yeah, but it's the master who's had potions, all right? The master wears sleek black suits. He hypnotizes people and goes about in very scheming ways. He doesn't, he doesn't go and shoot people with lasers. No. Sorry. He's not having that a good time. That is not the master. Listen, if you were slightly potioned up and you were half dying and you were really hungry all the time, you'd be like him. Listen, you know, I'm completely fine with that whole thing. This is why I don't like the, the new master, Sasha Dewan, who actually was on my list of people I wanted to play the doctor. Then he ended up playing the master. I'm like, yeah, um, <laughs> he's the new master. He's exact, He suffers from exactly the same thing. He shows, okay, he shows up in an episode called Spyfall. Spyfall. Just let that, let that horrendous title just sit for a moment. <laughs> and he, he's playing this character called O. Like his code name oh. is O, and he's get it exactly. That's exactly yeah. the, that's the pun. Like he plays who? a character called O, um, just the letter O, like to be like, James, M. like to be a James Bond spoof. Mm. At throughout the episode, he's helping the Doctor out, and then they take him. They go. They meet in this Australian barn or something. That's where his base. That's where his hideout <laughs> is. Something like that. Turns out at the end, the Australian barn was his TARDIS. I saw that. But coming. he sees. But he sees a bit. There's a bit on the plane where the plane starts to crash, mm-hmm. and then. Um, he's having a confrontation with the doctor and he's like, oh, you know who I am. You know, you know who I am. Come on. And then she goes, you're O. And then that's when the O. And he goes, yeah, I chose it specifically. Oh, and he goes, I'm the master. And then he just goes completely back crazy. But, and his buddy's just like jumping up and down and squealing. Where's the doing reasoning all, for him doing going bonkers? There isn't one. There, there is a reason, though, for... But I just don't John like that. Going I don't like that in the master. Right, my I'll, ma- say this, my I'll, master. Say this, I'll say this. I'll say this. <laughs> I I will say the master is better when he's more suit kind of hypnotized, that kind of guy. But there's reason for him going a bit crazy. Well, a bit is an understatement. So I can let this one slide. If it was yes, okay, as a one-off, I'll let it. Because Missy is crazy, but she's not this crazy. Mm-hmm. I like her crazy. She's the best master no argument there mm. it's just you mm. can't there's no debating that it's her or roger delgado that's it yeah. no other contenders well, to be fair the way <laughs> missy's done is she it's it's her the master being a female it's so incredibly well done for missy because it's not you don't ever for a second doubt that it's the master you know what i mean i do here with john sim oh, no, i'm no, looking listen, at him, I'm, I'm looking at him going you're not the master <laughs> no no but um no, but I will let it. Okay, we'll let this point the slide as a one-off. I will let him be crazy. Sasha Dewan as the new master. He is the crooks. Who's like, hey, we've done this already. Don't do it again. But John, no, no, shooting lasers out of his hands. Come on, having a court to resurrect him. Come on, potions. Come on. Listen, okay. <laughs> there are some dumb ideas, but I don't hate them because I've seen dumber. I, I know it just frustrates right. me for the master I, as a character. For bat, right? Okay, here's a Batman thing. Oh, here yeah, we go. I know. Listen, I'm good. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. There are loads of different versions, and I used to be in the mindset that there had to be one perfect version for me to like it. If it's anything different, I don't. Then eventually, you realise, huh? There are loads of different versions. All these work fine. For the master, I can understand because it's all one character arc in a way, but it's the idea that it just it, it works. He maybe I can I can. I mean, I can I'd let say, stuff uh, that's bonkers slide because I've seen much worse and let that slide, you know? I'd say it's fun and I can excuse it. 
but I'm not sure it does work. That's the problem. I really don't think... I'm like, okay, I'll I'll just accept this, mm. but I'm not sure we're quite on, Hitting the, the, mark. on the master here. Maybe a cool psycho villain, but it's not the master. Okay, maybe. That's, what, that's how I feel. To be like, fair, if he weren't the deranged psychopath, would it be better? Yes. Like, if you think about his, the, John Sims' first appearance and his whole rise to power as Howard Saxon, he had all these archangel networks and everything to make people accept him as the master. Why would he need a cult as well? Come on. why He's got the Archangel Network. And all of that just, I'm like, no. No. That just doesn't make sense. Listen, does the Archangel Network have potions, though? Does the cult Exactly. They, they, don't, do. See, <laughs> they don't. You have need the potions. potions. And they're just going to Should magic we just talk nonsense. about these potions? I just... Potions. Yeah, both of us. This is the first time I've taken notes for a Doctor Who episode. Both of us put in our notes. Potions? Question mark. Yes. That's it. I, uh, why? Okay. This is if they add the entire thing. Saying, this whole just... potions thing, I don't get. I, I, I can, I can accept it, but it's kind of like you could have done something slightly different, and it would have worked fine. You know. Yeah, I don't. I just here come the potions, baby. Like baby, Doctor baby, Who doesn't baby. go into magic. Whenever it does, like say the Shakespeare episode. And the aliens yeah, like in that so. are witches, essentially. Their magic isn't magic. That's just their alien species. This one, this is straight magic. Word. <laughs> straight magic. <laughs> My new rap yeah. album coming soon. No, um, Yeah, the potions... The problem is they don't really... Ex I think the reason the potions aren't good is because they don't explain the potions at all. It's just... We have potions now. Bubbling things, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's just... It doesn't... There's no grounds for that being a thing. Because no. it's not like there are aliens resurrecting him. It's just humans. And as humans, we're not very good with potions. The best potion I've ever made was just shampoo mixed with some bubble bath. That's the best potion I've ever made. And it didn't resurrect somebody. No. Nope. All right. Okay. So we've led in with the master. So I think, you know, let's actually just get on to the plot. No. What do you mean, no? I don't know. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, plot. Um, where did it start? Well, you watched it yesterday. You tell me. Uh, Come on, give me a run through. Oh, yeah, it started with Wilf. Oh, okay, right. Let me look at my notes, because two-parters, you know. Because there are beats that I can remember. That's my paper, everyone. Yeah, interrupting me. <laughs> there are beats that I can remember, and they're all just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, it just... It, it, uh, right. The way it starts is just kind of Wolf just doing his thing, you know? And then the doctor shows up from Honolulu. Do you know where he's got the... Isn't that on the Ood planet? Yeah. Wolf isn't there. No, but you start with Wolf, and then Wolf's looking up to the sky, and then you go to the Ood planet. I feel okay. like oh, I we don't need a, out. We don't need a beat for beat of everything that happens. I mean, generally, oh, how okay. do we lead in with the plot? Ood are just like... I don't mean... At five minutes exactly, we have right, this. Right, okay, listen. <laughs> right. Okay, he locks the TARDIS with the key, and it's like a yes, car. Yes, we don't need Ooh, that. don't get that joke. I just feel like people should get that joke. It's like a car, you see. <laughs> he goes, boop, boop. I'm just doing the retaining it. Right. I'm wasting valuable time on uh, our slot on. here. Listen. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically, Ood are um, having their... What's the word? Vision sessions. No, I'm talking about <laughs> developing. They're developing too fast, and then they're having visions of the master. So the doctor's like, something's not right here. So he goes up to their little circle, and they're like, the clever one. And then they do, they just all hold hands, and they do the visions, and then he sees the master, and he's like, hold your horses. Since when is this guy still alive? And then they keep explaining stuff, how the end of time and all that, and how he's... um. 
have something, something, not someone, it's going to come back. And then he's like, well, this is a problem. And then he goes for a little jog back to his TARDIS. And then... Okay, the well, it happens. seems to be getting scene, because, scene descriptions Because then the master here, so. <laughs> is um, resurrecting himself with potions, which I don't understand, really, to be honest. But his wife had a plan with another potion to mess up the potions. Well, the plot I was looking for <clears throat> was Gallifrey using the master to come back. That's part two. I was doing part one in. Well, this is the overarching <laughs> story. Rather than describing every scene to me, I need the the actual right, plot okay. of this story. episode. Okay, 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 okay. Gallifrey is using the master <laughs> to bring themselves back. Via, via James Bond. Yes. That mm. is the story. And I like that. Yeah. It's a great story. To be fair, with any every Doctor Who episode, the premise is always good to be fair well not always well, more often than not the premise the moon is, is an egg don't think so listen here okay <laughs> can you that'll let, be, that'll can be on you a let one point slide <laughs> ever <laughs> you just don't make very good points clearly Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. no the um i agree with you the the idea of this episode is damn good what's the uh diamond thing called white point star white is point it? star yeah yeah which only I like that. I, that is what. This is what I'm saying. I like the episode in those respects. The thing I don't like, I'm just going to balance this up here just to wait, make the point work. The thing I don't like is the whole master race thing. This is what I'm saying. I think of. I like that idea. The problem is the way it's done is awfully naff. 2009 yeah. graphics. <laughs> it's it's a damn good idea trying to but trying to create everyone as him. Like I'll just make everyone me. It's quite. I it, think it's I'd... really scary in a way, but the problem is it's so easily turned around, and also they're also wearing. He could have just had them all think like him, or just make yeah, them that's drones. Yeah, I mean, as I was about to say, I think having the master race of being like this is a planet in my vision, essentially. They don't all need. I know he's really vain and crazy, because that much matches up to the tenth Doctor is also a very very vain Doctor. How that's... dare you! No, that's literally how he's described. Know, he's a very vain doctor, hence why he gets shot by a Dalek and keeps his face. He looks he... damn good. <laughs> and then at the end, has a hissy fit. Yeah, uh, the idea of creating this race in his vision, sure, they can all think like him or just be under his mind control that's unbreakable. Mm. It's when they look like him. I think, oh, come on. And you see it John is, Sim in yeah. a pink dress and I just think, oh, please. It's supposed to be sinister, but I don't find it sinister at all. You no. know, It's kind of like, well... And that's what this episode does to me, because I'll go, ah. Oh, if someone's, of... yeah, yeah, no, because if, sorry, um, if someone's brainwashed and you see the person you know, but they're not acting like the person you know, that's creepier than just seeing someone you know should yeah. be acting go, creepy. Oh, I know Dave's got that t-shirt. Is that you, Dave? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, that's what I'm saying about End of Time. I'll think, oh, End of Time, that's that really good one where Gallifrey comes back and Rassilon is played by Timothy Dalton. Ah, but it's also that one where everybody looks like John Sim. <laughs> That's the problem. Mm -hmm. But as for the actual Gallifrey plot, what do you think of this? Because obviously this is Gallifrey's first return in New Who. But technically it's had four returns in New Who. This is the first one. What do you make of it? I like it. Same. Genuinely, I think it's a nice plot because it shows Timothy you... Timothy Dalton is damn amazing. Sorry. Oh yeah, but I'll get onto that in a moment. But it's that throughout all of 
new who so far we've heard of gallifrey's being this amazing mm-hmm. planet it's and got red grass it's got the citadel it's beautiful it's amazing no this is gallifrey yeah and i love when the moment where the doctor realizes that gallifrey's coming back like the time lords are coming back to be specific the way he reacts is like hold on shouldn't you be oh you're not excited for this because they're in a time war and they've turned into these warmongers in a way yeah and it's that reaction well, it's like even, oh it's even the time lords before the time war mm. why does the doctor run away in the first place it's like the time lords of time old lords, were the only good ones time and lords now, time lords are not good people no, immortality corrupts of course it does because it's, it's it's a form of power and power corrupts absolutely and it's the it's the rule of it's, you hear it a lot in doctor Who, it's they have a rule of non-involvement mm. and the doctor would be like why yeah we can literally go anywhere any when we want there are people dying and you're just like but i've got a funky hat and he's like nah actually i like the hat i mean eh, give me the hat and i'll maybe just <laughs> no um so i do genuinely think this is yeah. a really nice way to have gallifrey properly introduced the doctor's we... lonely because he's the last of his kind but he was also maybe the best in a weird way you know yeah and he's not a great person. He's good, but he's not perfect. No. He's and flawed in that moment. Even Rassilon. Even Rassilon in this. Rassilon is a name we hear throughout loads of Doctor Who as being the founder of Gallifrey. Him and Omega. Mm. On the, and we're going to ignore the Timeless Child because it's nonsense. I know very little about the Timeless Child and so will um, any of my folks listening to this. Yes. So, the, well, the, the difference is throughout all of Doctor Who, we learnt that throughout 57 years of Doctor Who, we thought that the founder of Gallifrey was Rassilon and Omega, who had found the ability of regeneration and time travel through exposure to the time vortex. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the idea. Omega's and supreme. then Chibnall went, boom, 57 years over. This is the canon now. And then we had, there's a shot of Rassilon, Omega, and the other character called the other, who is the Doctor in a previous incarnation. They walk up a corridor in the full Gallifreyan regalia. And that's supposed to be these are the founders of Gallifrey. No, the Doctor is not a founder of Gallifrey. I do not care what you say. He is not. So this Rassilon is the founder of Gallifrey and Omega. The Doctor being a founder of Gallifrey takes away from the Doctor's character. Oh, it's literally the different character. The whole point of the Doctor's character is supposed to be is he's in this institutionalised society. And he goes, I don't like this. I'm running away. Not that he created the institutionalised mm-hmm. society and then later on went, Dang it, I'm going to leave. Because if he created it, he could do this. Let's change the institution. Exactly. And I know, they, I know they say they wiped his memory. But why? That's just... I hate... Ugh. Amnesia in anything is a... Te- like, ooh, it's, it's like the classic, and he woke up from the dream. And it's like... Uh, no. Oh, it's just... It's just... So That's bad. just... A... So let, I'm just going to handle the end of time. From now on, when we're discussing Gallifreyan concepts at the end of time, I'm discussing the end of time if you say well that doesn't count because the timeless child said this no the timeless child is not being counted and i don't care what you say anybody listening to it's this it's not counted for me because i know of it from what you've said but i've never seen it so yeah, yeah. and it's absolute rubbish and just undermines everything <laughs> that doctor who is i love i love no it when you just it. i just set you up there to just talk about Timeless yeah, child. yeah because i just, just like no, no, I'm i was like go. i thought Rassilon, and my mind just immediately went oh but that doesn't matter anymore does it because everything we knew from the 70s about Rassilon the, doesn't listen, matter anymore at the point when this was made this was what that's was what true. i'm saying so, this so is you what can't I'm, really think of anything yeah that's most. what i'm going to handle here so everything we've heard about Rassilon 
is Speaking that... of, they only say the name Rassilon once in this, and that's when David Tennant says it in this episode. He says the name Rassilon once. Okay, but we know who that's who he I is. I know, but I didn't. That it, I, I genuinely, I didn't know his name until David said Rassilon. Well, that's the idea, isn't it? Could, yeah, but he could have been a bit like this guy's. I don't know. But the the point now I'm that you've tra- explained the point I'm sense. trying to during I've the been... episode, I was like, "What's happening?" But now you've explained that, I'm like, oh, "That makes sense." The point I've been trying to say for five minutes is that <laughs> is that um, we've always heard of Rassilon as being oh that mighty leader that found Gallifrey, or or it's those. I suppose it's like an American thing, isn't it? You know, you hear of all the founding fathers are actually they're not as good people as you thought they were, and it's that oh, this is the first time really that we get a proper incarnation of Rassilon. He has a sort of a brief appearance in five doc the five doctors but that's neither here nor there but this is the first time we see Rassilon. it's that same thing of oh gallifrey's amazing wouldn't that be great if the doctor could go back no we don't want to go back because every time we do things go wrong <laughs> and then this happens so yeah. i really like that as a concept and then they're even going to use one of their own species Put something in his brain, sending him, se- that, send him insane. That whole they're just the as reason he went in. They're, they're the reason the master is Doolally is so good. Yeah, I love how it's not his insanity. And when in the first episode, in the first part, I mean, not the first. Well, first episode, first part. That's what I mean. When the master does the hand on David's head thing and goes, "Now hear what I hear," and David hears it for the first time, Doctor. I listen. I'm always going to say David, for the <laughs> Doctor. Okay, when he hears that for the first time, and he and that whole little iteration where you find out that he's not that. If the Doctor can hear it as well, it means it's a thing. It means it isn't his mind, you know. Yeah. And that whole idea, and then you find out that it's from Gallifrey, is really. It's so cruel, and it's so evil, because it's the idea that they went, we're more important than this person. This, like, it's not yeah. like it's another, it's not like it's a human. It's a, one of their species in a way. You know, in a way it is, you know. So they, you would assume they'd want to look after their own in that sense. But they don't. They don't care. It's like, we'll doom this child and they choose a child to this insanity to save ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just... don't care about the consequences of what the master does. They don't care about any of that. They're just like, as long as we have a chance of living. And it's like, what? You don't deserve to live if you're willing to sacrifice this person. It's like, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Yeah, no, don't do it. Mm. And that's what so I just creepy. think. I think it's such a good handling of Gallifrey. Probably, yeah. the, probably the best in New Who. Maybe the day the Doctor did it. Maybe, no. Day the Doctor did the it best. well, but the, the day the, the Doctor, Gallifrey were kind of good. They, they were just... Because we wanted to save them in that one, so... Yeah. But I do like in the day the doctor. There is a line when they walk into the cabinet war room, and they do say, "The High Council is um, forming their own plot," and that's in reference to this yeah. one. So in the final days of Gallifrey, it's well, it's nice to know that there's always yeah, in any sort of war or any th- sort of factions, there are always sub factions who are who don't who do disagree. That's just the way of the yeah. world. No one will ever agree fully, and. That's true in Dog 2, and that's nice. It's good. Yeah. But even, like you said about Timothy Dalton, he is absolutely oh. incredible in this episode. The way, I mean, obviously we know in hindsight over the years that we know it's Timothy Dalton building up. But if you think about as the episode builds up, you just hear this really ominous narration, mm. and it's talking about the final days and the finest. The, like, you think, oh, this is end of time. very oh, and when It was really poetic when he said, I can't remember exactly, and mankind will sleep 
knowing something. Like, it was like knowing something's not right in a way. I was terrible paraphrasing. Yeah, but something. Like story from a <laughs> children's book. But something in that vein. Yeah. But I really like the way that it builds up. Then finally, in the fi- it's final moments of episode one, isn't it? Or part one. Yes. So that was, he's revealed. And you think, oh my God, it's a Time Lord. <laughs> Holy guacamole, Batman. Well, I think that's absolutely incredible. These are the good parts of this episode. But as we close this point, there is the very big topic of who is the woman. Is it his mum? Yes. So that was easy. Solved it here, folks. Well, it's... See you next time. <laughs> there are a lot of fan theories around it, but Russ Davis has said... A, m- a woman and a dad, both of them are quite old, in the sense of looking old, you know. And the way the Doctor reacts and the way they cry, the only, they're the only two people who don't want the Doctor to be the enemy of the Council they voted against. It's, 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 it's basically said outright that they're his parents. Well, yeah, Russell Davis said afterwards, yeah, I envisioned it as his mum. But I didn't say that explicitly in the episode so people could think of their own theories. Yeah, it's nice. So in canon, technically it's not his mum, but it's not not his mum. It's like it's whoever you, It's whoever you want it to be. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of fan theories where people say, this is a legend This is a legend character who is the basis for the Weeping Angels, where they got their name from, where they got their legend from that kind of thing that's something i've seen um when timothy dalton said that like the weeping angels of old i was like oh hello yeah that's 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 one thing another thing some people said it's the fourth doctor's companion romana because she does ascend into a high position in time lord council and said it could be her once somebody really then cares why, about who, the would the, who would the guy be well it doesn't matter they're not an important it's, the, it's that woman is the focus the other person's just a person mm-hmm. that's not important they're both there because it's never been said that's his dad that's not a thing. Mm. It's just the woman. It's the focus. No, 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 no. But, but come on. Why have a... That's, I think that's irrelevant. I think you've just pieced that together. I've never heard that theory before. That's just something. People are dumb. That's Why just, are there two it's the woman. It's because of the woman. It's the focus. The woman in the TV. The woman that she's the focus. The other person's just there. Yeah. Maybe his dad just... Could just be like his old friend or something. I, uh, right. Where's the rule, the... Something that sh- uh, showrunners have always had as a rule up until Chibnall is never show the Doctor's family, ever. You must never, ever do it, because that just defeats the object of where the Doctor's come from. So if you go, here's his, both his parents, that seems like overkill, but a mother seems like more mysterious. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're bringing them back, though. It's just like, these are your folks. They're in a bit of a terrible situation right now. They're going back to that. Bye-bye. So it makes the decision harder for him to send them back. I suppose so. But yeah, but I but yeah, it is. Well, a, we don't it is, know. It is, so a, I'm, I, it is a rule be, that you never see the yeah. family, unless the the like obviously Rusty Davis, the writer, will know of like, what he thought they are. You know, when he was writing it, but because it's never said in canon, we we you can never be sure. So yeah. it's the idea that everyone's right in a weird way, unless they think it's um, the Thomas Child. <laughs> yeah, then you're wrong. But other than that, yeah, 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 fine. But no, I like that. that's one of those early mysteries. I think when I watched it as a kid, I was going, that's a doctor's mum. So <laughs> I don't think it was really that much of a big deal. No. But I think I've seen people say write random stuff from it's River Song and all the things. I'm like, what? Yeah, but why? She's uh, not it, even it, a time it, yeah, you've got to, mm, It's got to be based in some semblance of 
fact in the universe of Doctor Who. You can't just have it be any character. Like, is my saying? Well, is Rose River's Tyler? No, no. Because yeah, but River Song would make some sense, though. Eh. It is the Doctor's wife. Eh. I say no to thee. But I don't like it. It's no not, to thee. It's not. No to thee, sir. It's not a theory that I, I like. I bite my thumb at thee. What is that a reference to? Lord knows. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. How dare you? Well, Shakespeare can. I shackle the spirit. You. He can jog on for all I care. <gasps> right. Okay. Can we talk about the music for a second? The great Murray Gold. My word, this is probably one of the best piece episodes. Well, the David Tennant era is. Well, it's it's amazing. <laughs> So all of it is just incredible. Whenever he's music. running, the music's amazing. When he's doing anything triumphant, oh, he's isn't it? It's called the veil or something. When he's changing, the veil to them. Is that it? Yeah. That whole track is just like. Well, I, do you do you want me to cry? Because this is gonna. I am crying. Thank you for that one. It's all it does. Yeah. It's a tremendous piece of music. And the, the track I was talking to you about yesterday. There's veil and then veil to sem the two separate tracks it's veil that actually gets me veil to sem has been ruined by a youtube video that gave it false lyrics so whenever i hear that now i just hear the false lyrics mm. but the veil is the track that gets it's just the that plays over the really sad bits and that's when you that's him realizing he's I'm gonna, gonna cry die now you know what you've done give me a minute no that's, <laughs> that's his it's, i think it, it plays it i'll tell you which moment it plays not actually it might be in this episode but the one I'm thinking of is at the end of The Waters of Mars, which I think is one of the best it's probably moments. My, one of the of best moments episodes. of not just Tenant's era, but all of New Who, is when he sees Ud Sigma stood by the TARDIS and he says, I've gone too far. And it's that veil plays over that bit. And I'm just like, ah, so sad. It's like, the for me, Veil is like the Force theme from Star Wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. That really emotional, it's just a character moment, and it really, it's its its wonderful, and I love it. But the music, when he's running and doing anything dramatic, is like, yeah, this is cool. Loving this. It's funky. Of course. And um, oh, speaking of running, he runs, There were, he runs a few times, but there were two runs which really hit me. You know where he's running back to the TARDIS at the very start of part one, and in part, I think it's still in part one, where he's running to the master's room from the... Um, Cactus's room. That's racist. Cacti. <laughs> it's Vinvocci. <laughs> he, um, and he does the classic. Okay, so he's running and he meets a corner. What does he do? He kicks the wall. He does a little hop. He does a little <laughs> jump, kicks the wall and hop keeps off going. The wall. I have, I have genuinely done that before and it slows you down so much but I've done it and, and it, I, I got that off Doctor Who. So thank you for that one. No. But it's, I, those, I just love What about scenes. the bit when he's in the, uh, when he's all tied up and they're dragging him down the stairs. Oh, that was hysterical, that's, that's that is. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. And he's... Oh, no, that is, it is... Doctor Who is both funny and scary and heartfelt and it's everything and I love it. And I, this episode, I think, does all of that. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's That's what I'm saying. The episode's frustrating. It has mm. so many good moments and this tip of... This sums up the Russell T. Davis era. Like so many yeah. aspects of Doctor Who too, but like the whole groundedness, the human thing, the feeling like a big group when he goes back and visits all the companions, like these all have familiar faces. We've got the running themes of the Master and Gallifrey and everything. It's just like the Russell T. Davis era. Yeah, this is the final chapter. That's it. We are done. We're going to get everything you like and stick it in this episode. Yeah. And then he just has 
moments that I just go, stop, please. <laughs> the biggest one is, of course, his hissy fit at the end. No, that is so undoctor. Not just for the tenth doctor, for every doctor, it is just so out of character. Well, he's already done right. Okay. I've seen okay, explanations okay, for okay, it, okay, okay. but it just doesn't the, make sense. Not the start. In part one, he has that moment with Will from the cafe, which is again really undoctor. Why is it? Because the doctors, every time we've ever seen him deal with the generation before this, is very. With grace, he is accepting it. He's just reassuring the people around him. It's very much like, this is fine. This is... Okay, he's reassuring the people around him. This is me moving on. But this is... this. He said, this is this is another body, but I'm not. it's not death. It is fine. It's a renewal. This is not a death. It will be fine. Okay, is that him trying to make himself feel better about that? Although he knows. He's just he's just saying that to make you feel better. But it's... Okay, no, I, no, 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 no. Yeah, right. I think it's the, bra- it's the brave face in his face. Exactly. It's the brave face... In the face of death, is... in that the doctor will s- sacrifice himself, he will do everything he can, and death will just come as a part of that. This doctor then goes, no, It's all about me! Right. I don't want epi- to change! Right. No, 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 no. Is this regeneration one of the only regenerations, or, if, or maybe the only one where he's not surrounded by a companion? Second doctor isn't. Uh, seventh Doctor isn't. Eighth Doctor isn't. War Doctor isn't. Tenth Doctor isn't. Twelfth Doctor isn't. Alright. So I'd say half of them Bugger. aren't. <laughs> right. I just think this Doctor has been through m- been through many companions. He's got through a lot of them. But he's... He had a relationship with Rose, and then, but he's had the most tragic losses for those in a weird way. Rose is now in a parallel universe. Um, Martha's now kicking ass, so she's done quite well for herself. Um, and Donna is minimum wage and doesn't remember really much of any of the times. Well, she doesn't spent remember any of it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, all right. All gone. And I just think he's so. Alone, and after the after the waters of Mars, he's realised that he can't really save everyone. He can, and he's finally come to that conclusion where, as that, he's lonely and he can't save anyone. And he's like, you know, he he he's not in a good mindset at that moment. Really, he's not doing well. I just, it's just the fact that every doctor takes on regeneration with grace. And then he comes along and it's just like, okay, you're going to have to sacrifice sacrifice yourself for a companion. And he essentially goes, I don't want to. I'm going to have to, but I don't want no, to. No, I think he does. He I does he do, that's why he has a hissy fit. He no, goes, no, no, I no, could no. have done so much more. Why do I have to do this? Why did Wilf have to get into there? He's angry. It's purely venting. I don't think he... He's, if he genuinely believed that and he wasn't... And he thought, I'm, I'm really angry at Wilf for doing this. He wouldn't have saved him. If he if he was je- if that was his true feelings, he wouldn't have saved him. But in the end, he chose to save a life instead of In a very poorly someone. designed machine as well, might I add. Yeah, oh, yeah, all right. Why would you vent the nuclear radiation to the controls? Because Why would you do that? The controls are the reason it messed up, so they're just it's kinda like this. Put it in you, a separate if room. If you mess up these controls, we're gonna vent everything into you. And it's like all right, so you've got to do a good like, job. You've got two bits that people have to go in behind this Vinvochi glass. 
did they not think we could make a separate booth yeah, okay, to channel it listen, into? I was on a damn fine point there. <laughs> I decided to talk about Vinvoci. It just glass. frustrates me. That Stop. does. Right. But no, the, the only the only explanation I will accept for the Tenth Doctor being a Mardi four-year-old is that this Doctor lived for only about five years. And he essentially did a lot in five years, which confuses me why every comic and audio adventure that is released now is still set in the Tenth Doctor era. Because I'm like, you've not got much time to play with, really. You've only got five years of room. I will accept that he only had five years, got to the end of it and thought, Damn it, I'd have liked to have been in this body a little bit longer. But then it's the whole, that's the, I, would, I could have done so much more. That makes sense. It's just the facing it like, oh, regenerations, it's death. No, it's not. Throughout all of nine, 900 years of your life and 50 years of Doctor Who, you took on regeneration as a but strong also, character. Okay, is he regenerating into another, like a third one? He's got 10 more left. Or is he, in his mind, regenerating into his last... That's the other. Possible that's doctor. the other one I'll accept. Is that maybe he knows that the next body is his last, and he thought, "I've wasted this one." And he thought, "Yeah, this one's not gone on for long enough. Could I have a bit more time before the next one, please." Oh well, here's the last one. I just think it's so undoctor-like, like the third doctor before he regenerates. A tear, Sarah Jane. Then just closes his eyes, regenerates. Fourth doctor before he regenerates. It's okay. The moment has been prepared for. Regenerates. Nice and somber. Moving on. Eleventh Doctor, when he regenerates, he makes a big speech about change. It uh, about change, and he just says it's fine. We're all people throughout our we all different people throughout our lives. That's okay. You've got to move on and remember who you are before. And he just holds out his hand and changes. Nice decorum. Twelfth Doctor, he just says, "Oh, one more life won't kill me, will it?" And then regenerates. Tenth Doctor's like. Nee! The whole like, 12th Doctor <laughs> arc was him coming to terms with doing another, with being the Doctor again. So I'm, so that's why he reacts like that. But the 10th Doctor, he doesn't really have anything, anyone in the end in a weird way. That's how he feels. So he can't really ever, and he's always, and for how many, would you say, how long before he regenerates was he living with the fear of, I'm changing again? At some point. Knowing when you're going to die, no matter when it is, no matter how it is, is always scary. So I think that this doctor had the most fear in that sense. And he had a great, he had some great times, but he does, he, he's alone now. Wolf is great and all, but Wolf was never really a companion to him. I guess so, but then it also like, then why isn't the 11th doctor just an emo throughout all of his run? If he's thinking this is my last one, Ugh. I just do not like that moment at all. I like I right. Even a lot. I don't have a problem with I don't want to go, but a lot of people trust me. A lot of people don't even like I want. I don't want to go. No, because they think why? Come on, man, just accept it. Like him, all other okay. doctors did before you. Him saying and after you that he when he dies, it's like everything that person was dies. Same memories, but a different man swims away. To be fair, he's not wrong. I know. I like. I like that in a way. He's but I right. Just... Every doctor is different. Same memories. They never go back to the companions, really, unless it's like Sarah Jane who finds them. You know, they're very rarely ever. When they're the new person, I genuinely believe they don't feel the same emotional connection to the to the people they knew because they don't ever visit them again. 
Probably. Because, because they genuinely don't feel those connections. And I think the Doctor, by changing, he knows he won't ever meet these people again. That's why he gets his reward, because he wants to see them again. He wants to feel something for these people and for them to know that he's still, for them, he's still out there, you know, in a weird way. But he can't do that in a different face. But then there are some lines about the Doctor visiting old companions yeah, but that we do get. I feel like those are added purely in the sense of, here's an old companion that you used to like, not in the sense of, this is what the Doctor would do. Because it's like the example with Sarah Jane Adventures episode with Matt Smith in it. Yes. Also brings back the third Doctor companion, Joe Grant. Mm -hmm. And he, she's like, oh, you never came back. You never visited me. And he's like, yeah, I did. I've always, I come back every every few years and watch you. I visited you in the Amazon. I visited you in Africa. I just, you're always off adventuring and I don't have the chance to come up and meet you. That's a lie. About coming up to meet you. He doesn't, he, I feel like he, because he, he remembers them. So he remembers how he felt, but I do not believe at all that he feels the exact same emotions. He remembers, know he knows mean, how that. he That'd should be, feel, but he doesn't feel the point. same. It would be a valid point. For some, except for companions that carry on, obviously. Well, I just think, yeah, that's just... But, because like, you know what I mean? There could be like the fourth Doctor. Meets They've back. seen him change, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of like there at the moment. Yeah. If he were to go back and find one that would like two Doctors ago, he wouldn't have that same emotional connection. Probably not, no. And they wouldn't in return to him, because even though they know it's the Doctor, it's not the doc their mm -hmm. Doctor. Seeing someone physically completely change appearance is probably a lot easier to accept than you just... If you were to show up yesterday with a completely different face, you know what? I would not believe it. It's like from The Office, when Jim isn't Jim. You know that bit? Asian Jim. That's the one. <laughs> Pulling out office references on me now. Yeah. So I think that whole cafe scene with Wilf really allows me to accept his, as you said, tantrum. I think... Personally. I think it suits... I'll say it. I think there are explanations to it that I would accept. And let's not and forget this is... And I think it suits a huge this doctor, doctor. But as the doctor, it doesn't sit right with me. Like, I couldn't imagine any other Doctor doing this. I can imagine... I think the Doctor is an idea. It's like a legend in a weird way. Like a bunch of the regenerations, I could switch around and say, oh, that Doctor could have done that, that Doctor could have done that, that's consistent character. It's not here. And people change in life, and we do. We are different people from what we were five, ten years ago. Well, but with the Doctor, it's such a drastic Doctor's change. Line. Really? Me? Oh, well. Thank you. That's what the eleventh doctor says. Huh. In his uh, I can't remember his regeneration off. In his regeneration speech, he, that's when he says we're all different people throughout our lives and that's good, we move on, but as long as you remember everybody who came before. Yeah. That's, that's a and I and I and I think the yeah, and I think I can ex and with him having this emotionary outburst, it's and when he goes back in time he sees all his um friends, his reward, he's still having these it's all what I mean is for him it's minutes you know mm -hmm. he's still in that same mindset of he's not doing well and then when he switches to matt smith matt smith meets a ch meets someone meets um amy and then it's the idea that he's really kind of coming to terms maybe with that and i can i can accept that and it's quite nice actually it's different but 
when he's talking about we were different people from who we used to be, maybe that's him feeling I handled my last regeneration not well because I wasn't in a good place. But I realized after that regeneration, I became this person. I became Matt Smith. And I'm happy with that, you know? Yeah. So he's happy or at least content with changing because he's realized that. It's like David Tennant's doctor is maybe going through depression in a way, you know, since the war and all that, since the war doctor and all that. And it's that really, it's that turning well, point when he regenerates. That's Equiston's docker, though. Docker. docker. That's Equiston's doctor is that. That's that. That's what that represents. David isn't there yet. Equiston's doctor is the traumatized mm. doctor, and then when he meets Rose, because they say some people say the doctor can choose his face, that some people say it's just purely random. Well, they literally say he, he does choose his face. So. Yeah. So I think subconsciously. Subconsciously, that's it. So Equiston is the very mood. You, know, you can see what he's wearing: jet black leather. And he's just like traumatized mm. as a doctor. And then he meets Rose and then he finally feels comfortable enough. So he subconsciously chooses a much more younger, attractive, a much more young, yeah. sporty face. And he thinks, okay, I'm going to open this up now. And then you see in series two that is him going, I'm happy now. But then I guess by the time you get to the then specials what, what at the end of Rose? series four, what happens to Rose? Then Rose gets trapped in it's a. It's the idea parallel universe Rose is gone so he loses what he thought was the solution to his problems he lost what he thought was helping him you know and then he gets martha who is the rebound companion that's mm -hmm. literally what they call it and then he goes uh she wasn't quite right and then she leaves of her own accord and he's like well, i'm fine with that and then he gets donna who is his best friend literally donna is his best friend and what and then, happens to donna donna doesn't he leave ends up having to wipe her yeah. memory so I think he, I really think Chris Ferguson and David's doctor, they are going through very similar emotional beats, but in different contexts. Yeah. So I really think the switch between, I think David's reaction is perfectly justified in my way, in my, my way, in my mind. And um, for his, I'll say for his doctor, I yes. do think for his doctor, it makes sense. I, I, just I, for as Matt the Smith, doctor, listen, for Matt Smith, no, me. for Chris Ferguson, no, this wouldn't work. For Peter Capaldi, no, it wouldn't work. But I think for this doctor and everything he'd been through in that context he was in at that very moment, I'm fine with it. And also, I love David Tennant, so I can't really not like it. <laughs> no, fair point. That is a good rebuttal for it. Maybe if there's any who tubers listening, let's really hope there is because that's just amazing, isn't it? They can just say, "Look, yeah. it does make sense for some people." To me, the context of the tantrum makes perfect sense, and even explaining it with how long he was the doctor makes sense. It's just why did you react like that? That's the thing that annoys me. But you have provided a very good rebuttal. Mm -hmm. But say... no, that is that is genuinely the major thing from the episode that I I find issue with it, but there are some people that really do not like that. And I'm actually more positive for one of the negative. I'm a positive negative in that sense. That I'm like, I don't like it, but I'll excuse it. But Jesus, there are some people that really have take issue with that. And I just, I think, oh, come on. There are bigger problems in, Doct in Doctor of, Who than With that. me, because of the amount of comic books I've seen and read and films and animation everything it's really with me it's because of how much batman i know i can accept basically any interpretation with an with open arms like i can accept zoranar batman for crying out loud just don't accept 
timeless child interpretation of Doctor Who, whatever you do. Yes, sir. <laughs> Have you got anything else you want to say? Because that is the crux of that what? That was about twenty minutes or so, that discussion. That was it's that's the biggest thing that people have issue with in this episode. But just remember during that whole kind of him going, the Ood is still there telling him that although you've had a bit of a rough run this time, it's not over. And the quote is the so- song is ending, the song is ending, but the story never ends. Yeah. So although the doctor may not be giving us that moment, there are people there are a a because you'd more of a, like a being, you know, more of a collective force, kind of willing him on in a weird way. Hmm. So I, I, I just think you kind of get every aspect there. But um, the story never ends, but the podcast does. So usually we'd do a what would you do to fix it. To me, I would replace the hissy fit with more of a discussion, contemplation, like in episode one when he's talking in the cafe. Something like that feels more in place than just yeah and spitting everywhere. That just feels like yeah. so okay, pathetic. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I love this episode, and I, can, and I can, as I've said, I can accept that bit, and I think it, I wouldn't, it kind of works. I'll say kind of works, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, if I could, I would make it more in line with what we've seen previously with the Doctor, or maybe kind of have him. Because one thing I think Doctor Who should always be is kind of connected in a way they're different but they kind of they're all connected yeah i don't want it to feel like a different show i want it to feel like a different character and not a different character different personality same character different show no wait i've got this in two (laughs) right same character different personality but the same show yes that's what i mean there we go got there in the end yeah and in that moment, I would maybe do what you were saying and just... I, I maybe wouldn't have him say anything in that small... that Where the, where the moment is. Have him not say anything. Mm. Put just it all in small, the eyes. Tom's a hardy No, style. Just, just have <laughs> him come over and do the... It was an honour and just do that, you know? Maybe. Yeah. I just... Yeah. And that's, maybe, that's, man, let's maybe get rid of the Master's... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the other hunger. thing. Master... I will let him be crazy for this one... It's one thing. I'll excuse it here. But please... Get rid of the burgers and goose fat and chips. Oh, please. That doesn't add anything. If and also, the it's shooting the lasers good. out of his hand doesn't achieve anything. Just give him a gun. That is just so... That's a superpower. Throwing that's stars. Not Doctor give Who. the master throwing stars. There you go. I just... Yeah. They're no. my fixes. Quiet contemplation. Get rid of the skull electric laser hands. Another album I've got coming soon. Oh. Skull Electric Laser Hands. It's good, you got them going. <laughs> huh? Albums, they're not even singles. Woo. No, full albums, yeah. What was my one from earlier? I can't remember now. A rap album or something. Straight Magic, wasn't it? Straight Magic and <laughs> Skull Electric Laser Hands. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, genuinely, I do like this episode. I just wanted to cover it because there are the issues that I think... There are, issue, to, there are issues there, with this episode. There are issues definitely. that need to be addressed in the sense that these issues I see and I think... Really? And then I go, oh, okay, I can understand your point, but here's what I think, and that's why I wanted to do The End of Time on this podcast. I love these two episodes, The End of Time, part one and part two. But I'd say we're done with The End of Time, wouldn't you? Well, until next week when we're going to discuss Christmas specials, and it would inevitably come back into the conversation. But because I didn't want to fill the Christmas special runtime with The End of Time, 
good given it its own episode. It's a lot of wibbly wobbly timey wimey yes, stuff. Yes, in the run up for Christmas. So let's say those no naysayers about the end of time have been firmly squashed. Exterminated. By me quashed. Come on, use I've the, destroyed use, them. Use the term. Eviscerated. Perhaps even exterminated. They have been exterminated. And that brings us to the end. You've been listening to Exterminating Doctor Who on Utter Radio yeah. or YouTube or Spotify, yeah. depending on where you listen. It's fair. I, either one's fine. As long as yes. you're listening to us, we don't care. Unless yeah. you're pirating it. And then, how have you managed that? I don't know. I don't think. Can you pirate podcasts? That's why I say, have you managed? I'd be impressed. <laughs> if you have, tell us now. No, but thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for our Christmas special. Oh. Special, eh? Mm. What makes what's the special? <laughs> we'll be talking about Christmas specials. Yeah. Join us next week. Goodbye. See ya. Bye.